Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Hello. I have three questions for you. When you're talking NBA with your white co-workers, do you say that Dallas Mavericks point guard Luka Doncic is the best player in the NBA to position yourself as non-threatening in the office? And when black people think that you talk like a white person, do you reply, hey, hey, you would too if you graduated from an HBCU. Are you Rachel Dozer? If you do or are any one of these three, then you are suffering from the contribution of white privilege. Hi, my name is Nasur Nuru, and if you are looking to go from Wayne Newton to Wayne Brady, please give us a call at 1-800-HELL-NO-CAMES. That's 1-800-HELL-NO-CAMES. Give us a call now before you turn into TV. Everybody on a Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash and burn 40 on the Yeah, I'm acting dirty if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black nation. Hold on. Is Andrew Gilliam gay? Oh, what the f? He really gonna ask this question? <clears throat> I'm telling you, you gotta ask that wife, yo. I'm telling you, she the one, she know everything. Wife knows. I think I think the wife real talk though I think the wife is just being doing what black women do his his career his you know his legacy everything that he's worked for is bigger than everything else but you know what's funny about that though here's the funny thing about that now that you're talking about the legacy he can be a gay dude and have the same legacy. But because he's married with three kids, that's where it gets tricky. Because you're married with three kids and you don't just hang out with a couple guys, have some drinks, and just, you know, go back home. Like, no, you have a meth overdose with a gay escort. Like, you just went straight opposite. Mm-hmm. And then OD'd in it. So... I'm going to assume you had a great time. And, and you're going to assume that it wasn't the first time. What does, it te- you, you, what does that matter, though? I don't give a f- Why should you? Um, she the, should, she the one that should be giving a f- if anything, but the, the married one. But that's the whole point, is that, you know, if she is married to a gay man, or married to a bisexual man, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that truly a choice that she's making? Or is it a political choice to say, listen, you have to put on the front for the TV camera so that this man could get back into, you know, good graces of the people and continue his public service. That's bullshit. See, I, I, I just, you know what? I'm not saying, you know what? No. I understand what you're saying, but if I was someone in that public relations meeting, I would have said, that's bullshit. Listen, Andrew, what are you going to do? Are you going to not be with her or are you going to be with her? Matter of fact, wife, are you going to be with her? Like, what's going on here? Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
you can you can turn it around the other way too. Like, hey, boom, I ain't, I'm bisexual, I'm gay, whatever. Like that's that's the angle he wanna go now. So you do it without the wife. Yeah. I ain't saying you go, oh, hear me out, just hear me out. I understand what you're about to say. You do it without the wife. Now you gotta be you gotta put the full turn on. Because you saying you bisexual while you're see, you could be bisexual and single. That kind of makes sense. You bisexual when married. That's like, huh? Because now that put the wife, like the wife is just, you have to basically say, yo, I've known this since I met him, since I married him in 2009. So this this is what I'm saying to you is that if you, in in the situation, right, where a woman is married to a bisexual man or vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. I got you. They are automatically agreeing to polygamy. You know what I'm saying? So I don't believe that, again, whether if they're in a marriage, right, and he's out other men or whoever outside of the marriage, it's cheating or it's, you know what I'm saying? Like it's infidelity. So is she or is managed? Is is managed? Is she truly agreeing to that? That's what I'm saying. Or is managed? It can be managed too, right? Managed as far as what? Like an open relationship? Correct. Okay. I'm just saying, once again, something something that they don't want the world to know because maybe the world's not ready for that. But now because this has been exposed, now he has to put that out there. And my question to the whole, is he gay? I asked, I, I guess... I answer that question with the question, I'm sorry, America, for being that type of rude person, but I guess I'm being respectful as well. Ask the wife. Yeah. I mean, again, like, you're right in that it doesn't matter what his sexuality is to anybody else except for the people that he's having sex with. Right? I mean, ask Janelle Monet that question. She's the pansexual. She's the one that says, do not label me as anything I do what I want with my body, when I want with my body, how I want with my body. And everyone loves Janelle Monáe. And that's fair. And the shit, to be honest with you, that should be the standard for everybody. But what I'm saying to you is that just as as you analyze it and as we see how this all transpired, it seems real public relation-ish and it's very convenient. I mean, absolutely, because I would say, well, hmm, maybe there is still some type of stench on being a gay politician. I mean, look at what happened to McGreevy in New Jersey. But see, I always see it's funny when I don't mean to say it's funny, but it is funny as in like, hmm, that type of funny when they have a marriage and children. And I'm not even here to talk about like, oh, they married and they, and they are queer? Nah, I'm not even on it like that. That's not my point. My point is you find out about all this stuff and on the back end and then they, they are so embarrassed by it, then they basically say, I don't want to deal with politics no more. I'm, I'm not, you know, he, he basically stopped being governor over it. I don't understand why would you do something stupid like that? Mm-hmm. I'm not going let you know my my gayness if that's you know if that's what how McGreevy is coming like I'm not gonna let look, something little small like that stop me from running the state. You watch your mom. 
shoot, if I was McGreevy, I would have just halfway turned South Jersey into San Francisco if it was going to be like that. A Jacksonville man shot his male doctor for making him during his prostate exam? Is that rape or a sex service? Oh, you really going to ask that question too? The question really is, is this rape? That's did the doctor, did the, did the urologist, correct? The urologist, yes. He's a doctor. Yes. Did this doctor rape his patient? Now, I think he raped him. Because, because now there's experts in the article that say that that's a typical side effect of a rectal exam. I've had procedural rectal exams to check for prostate cancer or, um, you know, just to make sure that I was in overall good health. Uh, and there, the way that it happened, it, it was nothing sexual about it whatsoever. So you have to ask yourself that one, two things like, all right, so the patient receiving it, was that a kink of his that he was shamed, ashamed about? And he was aroused on his own recognizance, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or did the doctor stay in that place a little too long? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like, listen, hear, hear me out. When I had mine, right, it was, it was from a woman. My urologist is a woman. Oh. Right? A young black woman, too. You know what I'm saying? And, and for all intensive purposes, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she was, you know what I mean, doing a whole lot of stuff from, to me during my exam. You know what I mean? She had her hands on my penis, although she had gloves on, but there's nothing in that room. That don't make it better? Listen. Okay. There was nothing sexual about that exam. Even though I can look at an attractive woman with her hands on my penis. Is she attractive? She's attractive. I, I'd say, yes, she's attractive. Define attractive. Like, oh, like, you know, Trump style. What's the number? I'm sorry. I need to know. I would say, well, okay. She would, I would give her an eight. Oh. Right? Yeah. An eight, but because a, she's a doctor. That's a wife. Oh, you, are you giving her an eight because she's a doctor? No, I'm giving her an eight just on general principle. Like, so okay. nice looking woman. Uh, you know, short, dark skin. Um, she has a nice body. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, okay, all right, but okay. if she's a doctor on top of that, she's an automatic 10. Okay, sure, I'm with you, I'm with you, but. And you don't get you don't get hard when she put like latex gloves and she's just like you know when she asked me to lay on the table mm-hmm. with my pants down mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. asking me you know how does this feel when she's touching my balls right 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 and 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 examining my penis okay I I was not in a comfortable position and I did not get aroused at all. Mm. You want to ask the questions? And, and, you know, the thing about it was because she was she was talking to me very matter of factly, like, you know, so, you know, what what's been the problem and, you know, how often are you urinating? Like she's asking me general, like regular questions and shit. Now I'm having a conversation. But a part of me 
I think what happened was I was scared that I was going to get an erection. Like, cause I'm like, yo, this is a urologist and I'm not sure exactly how in depth we go during the appointment. But when she told me to come in and take my pants off, right, right, right. I'm like, Oh, it's going down. And, and the whole time, the anxiety leading up to the appointment, I'm like, yo, my dick gonna get hard while I'm on this table. I'm being embarrassed. But I, know, think, uh-huh. I think that was that fear actually caused it not to happen. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, I wonder if she's some type of feminist. If you know, if you did get hard, like, would she be mad? I, I, I hope that she wouldn't be that type of person. I wouldn't want my female doctor to be mad if I get hard. I would want her to be complimented. Like, I want her to be like, yo, like, dang. I mean, I'm just saying because if she's a if she's a married woman. I mean, the f- should she care? I'm sure, I'm sure it happens, though. I'm, I'm sure in her line of work, as, as she chose to be a urologist, how many she sees and how many she touch touches uh, that some of the men get aroused during that process. And it's probably pretty normal. That's what I'm saying. Probably pretty normal. So I, I wouldn't think she would think like, oh my God, you're a pervert and uh I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? It's just for me. Uh-huh. In my head, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in that position. So let's go back to the guy who basically got uh, <laughs> angered. Anally raped. He got anally raped. So <laughs> what if, what if this was your, well, obviously this had been your female doctor, but what if your doctor who just happens to be a female did the same thing and you wound up Right. But say you, brother, are you shooting her in the chest twice or are you calling her later? I would ask her if she wanted me to eat her to return the favor. All right. So, you know, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> he wouldn't have killed her if it was a woman. That's what it sounded like. Or, or, or maybe he just didn't want that doctor to know his personal fetish. Well, his, his girlfriend... His girlfriend in the interview said he was extremely homophobic. But you know how that go. If when Jesus men are typically God. extremely homophobic, it's because they're closeted. You know what I'm saying? And he has a girlfriend just to even put more cover on that. So, but, 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 you know, yeah. In all seriousness, right? Like, yeah. if, if for any reason that doctor, knowing that the, the human anatomy, Cause that man to ejaculate on purpose, then that is rape. Hey, yo, what the f- This is a pallet f- right here. Why is Prince not only a great mentor for Dave Chappelle, but for you too? Okay, that's that's a good question. I like that. Um, so Prince, if we all remember, was the the artist who did not go by the name of Prince after he realized that, you know, the record labels owned his stuff and they were, you know, he was going to war with him. They wouldn't let him perform his own music. That's right. His name to the artist. That's right. The symbol. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, continued to be great, right? Yep. And then fought for the rights of, you know, himself and other artists, letting people know, like, you know what I mean? This industry is flawed, it's crooked, it's, you know, they're making money off of our backs, and we are the creators, we are the drivers of this. So he took a he took a real stance, and for Prince to be Prince, who's like one of the, 
most revered artists of his time, um, for him to take the stance that he took was pretty, you know, phenomenal. Hell yeah, definitely. Um, so then, you know, the Dave Chappelle article talks about how when Dave Chappelle took a stance at the height of his career, yep. Yep. you know, he looked to Prince for support. Prince was the one person that he could look to and say, listen, I'm not crazy because Prince, who is Prince, you know, basically did the same thing. And it's about ownership. It's about you saying to yourself, like, yo, I am a creative, you know what I'm saying? But in this business of monetizing my creation, I should get the lion's share of it and not these companies. What say you? Prince was so big and the labels were in his eyes, in his opinion, because I'm, you know, I'm not Prince, in his opinion, robbing him. So he developed a new character based on his character, just without the name. And what he told Arsenio Hall in when he had a sit down with him when he you know, premiered as, you know, this symbol wasn't Prince anymore. He said, hey, if I can sell a million records independently by myself, I can make $10 million. If I make 2 million, I can make $20 million. Now, mind you, this is an artist, okay? Artists already, to, to the normal everyday worker eyes, make money already. He's putting this out in public saying, hey, this is my, this is my idea. I need you guys to come buy my album as this symbol so I can make this money. Now, I don't have any stats on how, how, much, uh, how many albums he sold under, the, under that platform, under that name, but um, it's Prince. So, I mean, this is the same Prince that people that had arguments over who's better, him or Michael Jackson, you know what I mean? Before he even turned his name into that. You get what I'm saying? So the, the great thing about having this ownership is that usually... You already a name. You're already someone that is, you know, so big as far as a household name. You have sweat. You have money accumulated already to break off and say, you know what, I'm about to go do my own thing. Mm -hmm. It's hard when you don't have money because you have to. You're gonna have to give up something so you can have money so you can find a way to buy it back. Like look, look at the Wu Tang Clan. You know, the Wu-Tang Clan, they came from the bottom. Once they built up the money, what did they do in the end? They bought, they, they bought it, they kept it, and then they sold it. Right. You know, so I, the point I'm with, I guess my point is, of course, all of that is great and ownership is great. It's just that it comes in so many different flavors. It comes in on so many different lanes. I think that young entrepreneurs that are just starting out and don't have like, big investment money. You don't have Jay-Z money. You don't have Prince money. So when you're, you know, you're starting out, you have to, you know, see what type of role you have to take in order to get where you think you need to go. I mean, of course, there's so many independent streaming sites that you have, like with YouTube and with gamers, you got Twitch now. There's so many different lanes. Like, that's the thing about with Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle just like Nick Cannon, if they really wanted to, this is how I know it, it really costs money. That costs money to have a streaming site and have all of your production and have all that on your own 
last week you was talking about Tyler Perry. Like you said, yo, Tyler Perry, you got, you got a production studio, so you got all types of equipment. But you don't know the quality of it. You don't know if it's Scorsese-like type of equipment. We, we just know that he has a production studio. And based on what he be creating, it doesn't look like he has, you know, like the top of the top notch. I'm pretty sure he has like B-level equipment. Who knows? But the thing is, it's all about an investment. And that's, it, it, it costs money. So all I know is that, yo, I applaud Prince. I applaud Dave Chappelle because they found, yo, Dave Chappelle, let's, let's be honest, with that Netflix deal he did, you got 20 million per episode. He made his money back. And then some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle, definitely. Yep. You know, he made his money back and then some. So I, I, I applaud anybody in this world that can, that's willing to risk it all, bet on themselves, because they know that their talent is something tough. Who pissed off Kanye to the point that he on his Grammys? <laughs> Kanye is trying to piss off the whole of, the, of music. He wants to disrupt and, you know, change the current way that music is being run. And, and you know, I don't know. I, I know I've seen everything from, you know, Cadillac Records, uh, the Five Heartbeats. Um, you know, it's the age old story. I watched the, um, the, 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 it's a documentary called like the two deaths of Sam Cooke. Uh -huh. It's an age old, the music industry has been basically the same where the, the labels hold all the power, take these young artists and they'd sell them the cream of all of these riches, but they own all the publishing and the masters and they make all of the money. It's wow. pimping. It's pimping. This is what it is. I mean, we distribute your work. We give you the streets for you to prance on. So yeah, we basically gave you a platform. That, but therefore, we want seventy percent of this. That's that's you know that's basically the talking idea. Yeah, so like what you typically have happen is it, it, it's an unfair imbalance, right? But it's kind of just been the way that things have been going. And even when you have this, this thing where it's like, okay, artists are understanding it. So you have artists that own their publishing, that own their masters, that own their record labels or distribution and all of these things. But as you can see, Kanye released 100 pages of his contract. As you can see, even Jay-Z is still privy, like even Jay-Z is still under the same rules. Jay-Z is not going to own all of his masters until 10 years from now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Kanye has a clause in his contract that says throughout the world and in perpetuity. Right? Then that's standard language in a record contract. And throughout the world means that you can't go anywhere in this world. And in perpetuity means forever. So you can't go anywhere in the world forever without us owning your music. Why would somebody sign a contract that says that? Because of distribution. 
when you are Big Sean and you are from Detroit and Detroit don't necessarily think that you are the best rapper in Detroit because there are a lot of motherfuckers in Detroit that rap 18 times better than Big Sean. But Big Sean is something special. At least that's what he think. And guess what? He may think that he has drive, more drive than the other Detroit rappers. So what do he have to do? He has to go independent. He has to, I guess, build up some type of fan base on his own. However it happened, I don't know, by himself, drug money, investor, I don't know. The point I'm making is now he's down with good music. He's down with Kanye. Not the best rapper in Detroit, but a rapper from Detroit. That's how do you get to be nationwide? You jump on good music. You jump on Def Jam. Def Jam is going to distribute your music out to the world, to, to the nation, to the world. And we're going to split the profit because your money, your quote unquote independent money isn't good enough to get Detroit where you're from and what you represent on your back or get Michigan as a whole on your back where you can be just sitting there right in Detroit making money from everybody in Michigan and the labels are dropping to you trying to find out how can they work with you and now they have to work with you because they have come to you but see that's what they don't tell you everybody just oh you know especially if you graduated if you class of 1996 to class of 2006 you basically went to Sean Carter's business school you know what I'm saying so everybody want to talk that business but what they don't but they don't know is that in order for you to play this, I want to do my own thing and I want to have my masters, you have to have money. If you don't have money, then you're going to have to play the other game where it's like, yo, I'm going to have to use a creation for them to buy into my shit, And then maybe I can either buy it back or when I'm, when I'm done with my contract and I made, let's say, some money where I can basically do my own thing, that's when you got to just bet on yourself and say, well, I'm going to do my own thing. Kanye, Jay-Z, they all have money, bro. They had money nine years ago. They can always leave. No, but here's the, here's the kicker, right? Mm-hmm. Because kicker? all of that made sense 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Today, none of that makes sense. No, it don't. Yes, it do. Today, wow. today somebody signing that record contract will be retarded. I mean... To somebody that don't get it, that don't get, that don't have no money or just or 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 because there's no the record companies don't do for you today because all you do is you listen. Uh, Little Nas X, uh-huh. Little Nas X song went platinum before he, you know what I'm saying, signed any record contract. This went viral already, but he thinking I need more, I need validation, I need. You know, I need, uh, what's the, what's the guy name? Hey, my man, don't believe that hype, dog, because he did the song with Miley Cyrus' dad. That shit ain't just, that ain't, it ain't as independent as what you think. Hold on, this is what I'm telling you. This is mm-hmm. what I'm telling you. All right. Listen, the song popped. Right. They rejected it as a country record, right? They wouldn't put it on Billboard, would not put it on the country charts. It was already charting. So he brought in... Miley's uh, Billy Ray Cyrus as country music validation to then get it in the mainstream country chart. But other than that, the song was already viral and doing everything that he needed to do. He had all of the leverage. He did not need a record label to do anything for him. Bro, 
What are you, okay, I'm going to keep going. Keep going. Right. Keep going. Mm-hmm. But it's the age old thing. It's like, yo, they dangle some money in your face and you feel like, oh, you know what I'm saying? My and, man, hey, yo, who the f- is, did he not tell, yo, stop it, dog. I'm not even going to listen. Are you serious? You know why, you know why he went to a label? You know, yo, he ain't that dope, dog. But he's going to always have a home now. See, he's setting himself up for the next, yo, he, what? You talking about just another songwriter? That's what you're saying? No, I'm just saying, bro. Like, I get where you're going. You, here, okay. Yeah, what I'm saying to you is that uh-huh. as an individual uh-huh. whose song is viral, if he understands how to monetize it, if he goes to the right people and maintains ownership of his masters in publishing, he does not need the record label for any of this. They already, they are already a machine and they, yes, they can throw a few million dollars at his head immediately. But if he does the work and, 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 and slow grinds it, he reaps all of the rewards. Another thing. But if he doesn't have the money to do that. All right. So if he doesn't have the money to do that, right, then he, he needs to have confidence to say, wow, this song is doing this X, Y, and Z. The record label is all look at master p for example i'm gonna I'm get to him in a second but the record label is offering me x amount of dollars to, to buy the song from me license it and then help promote it and distribute it to they're gonna put me into more homes and make me mainstream right mm-hmm. listen if i own my own and i you know slowly build that grind up myself or if i if i go to the record labels and say hey I want you to do this for me, right? But when I sign the contract, I'm going to ask that you only have the rights to this song to distribute it for two years, as opposed to throughout the world and in perpetuity. A short-term contract as opposed to a lifelong uh, sharecropping deal. They call it 365 deals, but go ahead, keep going. It's sharecropping. Yeah, no, I'm with you, though. I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not against you on that. I'm listening to you. And, and, and even with Kanye West, right? So Kanye West, who's on the hottest rap label around, who is mentored by Jay-Z and Damon Dash, still sits down and con- signs a contract that says, in perpetuity, throughout the world. So Kanye West doesn't believe that after my first two albums that I'm going to be an international superstar and now I can write my own rules. So he signs a deal that is going to have people in control of his music forever. That's crazy. Because today, today Kanye West, the billionaire, any music that he releases would hopefully, if if he was able to get out from under his contractual obligations, any music that he releases today can be completely 100% independent and he could do whatever the f*** he want to do and own all of it. Well, here's the funny thing about that, too. All right, it's a two-way street with that. I'm, I'm a, let me get to the short, the short part right now. Whenever his contract is up right now, his next album, he should be wilding it. Point blank, period. No, I'm just keeping it real. Just look, 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 look. Gotta move forward. I'm, I'm a move-forward type of guy. So... <laughs> So that basically sounds like his next album. He can just, you know, let's put this together. You know, he could do another presidential campaign gimmick that he likes to do and makes put another album out and people are going to suck it in. Because look, yo, look, Kanye is a dope artist. Now, here's the other thing. 
All right, so you can move forward. Do that. Now, let's say, because I'm with you on, hey, maybe the second, third album, why would you even, you could just, you know, be like, uh, I'm out of here. Yo, you, first of all, he's with the winning team. He, this is the same Kanye that was supposedly living in Newark, New Jersey, catching the, the subway, going to New York to go put in Beast with Rockefeller. And then, think about this. Here's the funny thing. Siegel has his own team with state property and, and Memphis Bleak is the number two. You surpassed both of them. In a blink of an eye, with one album, you surpassed both of them. For sure. College Dropout made you number two and they didn't even want to admit that. Right. Now, okay, you got, uh, what is it, late registration, graduation, you know, all these albums come out. And, you know, they under Jay-Z. So you mentor Jay-Z. I'm pretty sure they, that contract between you and him, like, you know, he's mentoring you, but at the same time, kind of own some of your and, you know, whatever above y'all two own y'all Now, meanwhile, Jay-Z been giving us, you know, Jay-Z business school lessons, of course. You know, we go to Sean, Car- Sean Carter Business School, you know. He's been teaching us all these business bars and shit. He's been wanting to spit for like 15 years now, whatever. They have all the money in the world to just say, I want to do it by myself. They don't do it because every business, every business person, male, female, they know that you'd rather spend somebody else's money than yours. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. What the f*** is a P-Valley? I just would like to be able to define what my sexuality is because what I feel like is there's a lot of things that men do that get classified as gay, right? So one of the things that, that stood out to me where I was scrolling through my Facebook page and I saw like a woman post something to the effect of like, oh my God, all these straight men or quote unquote straight men are watching P-Valley, right? <laughs> so P Valley uh, is, is you know the show on where I don't know. <laughs> it's about a, a, a strip club, but the strip club is run by a transgender. No, is he trans? He's a trans woman, but he's iffy because he has a beard. He's just like this. This uh, intersectional person because he he has a beard. He's a man, but he is a woman, you know, all of these different things to kind of, you know, you don't know where to kind of classify him. He's right? pansexual. Pansexual. Okay. Let's, let's use that. So in the, in the show, there's gay sex that happens between this man and another man. You know what I'm saying? And because the gay sex is in the show, women are essentially singing that straight men who watch the show could potentially be gay. <laughs> hey, yo, and, you know what I'm saying? And the, and the, and the is, is, is uh, 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 Hold up. Does this woman, do she have a man though? I don't know. I'm not going to question that, but I'm... No, you should definitely question that. Yo. You can't just have some woman that 
that you, you got to know her relationship status, yo, because if she has a, if she have a man, you know, I, I probably wouldn't, I would probably want to hear more about the tirade. Like, okay, let me see where she coming from. Cause she got a married man. So she basically, you know, going off her experience with the man that she has, unless she doesn't want him. So the opposite reason. And then what other thing she could be single and, you know, she's single for a reason because she is devastated with what she's saying. You know, with, you know, with the men that's watching the, the show of the Valley, of the Valley and the Beast and something, something like that. So, artists on stars, though. It is. Uh, so, so you, do you like the show? Um, yeah, it's a decent show. It's a decent show. Um, but I, I don't want to listen huh? as a man. Yes. I want to be able to define heterosexuality. Okay. Right. And I don't want anybody else to be able to be like, yo, what you're doing? Like, yo, if I like to get my hands and feet, uh, manicured and pedicured, I, I want to be able to do that and be comfortable. I want to be able to do things that I feel comfortable with you know, and not have my, my sexuality question. You know what I'm saying? Anything short of me having sex with another man, I should not be classified as gay for things that I like to participate in that are classically viewed as feminine. You know what I'm saying? This is why we need honesty for real in relationships between men and women. Well, you know, men and men, women and women don't. With each other, period. But hear me out on that, on why I'm saying that. So I always hit home with this whole honesty thing. Because you want some real shit, honey? I'm not even, I'm not trying to be a therapist and I'm not telling you what you need. But imagine you being with a woman right now that respects you totally. Like if you told her, you like to get... You want to get, you know, that, that, what you said, your, your pedicure, your feet, what the f- you just said about your feet? I want to get a, a manicure on my hands and a pedicure on my feet. Okay. And she was there with you. Like, you know, like that's part of your day after that. Y'all about to go do some, I don't know, y'all party. I don't know. You get what I'm going though, right? Y'all doing it as a team. She respect everything that you want to do. Like everything that, she, that you want to do because she, with you as her man, she like, yo, you doing that, no problem. That's the type of woman you would want in your life, would you not? Absolutely. But you technically in your life, you may not have found that yet, have you? No, I wouldn't say that. Okay, so you found a woman where you can tell her things sexually that you may want to try that you know, the, 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 the everyday woman may not be, you know, down with, you know, well, well. Or, or like, you know, you telling a woman that, Hey, P Valley is a good show. And I don't care what woman that says, you know, gay men watch P Valley says, I don't know. Like, you well, know, you know the, the women that I typically talk to and deal with, like, aren't, especially about a show that I'm watching, like, and we can have conversations in that lane. That's okay. kind of, Sex, sex goes like I, I I would have to admit like I'm pretty vanilla when it comes to sex, so I'm not asking for anything that would be 
perceived as gay. Now, uh, is that because you need to identify yourself as a man? Like, so as a man, you need to be vanilla. What is no, that? No, I, I mean it just doesn't appeal to me. Like, it's yeah. something that, like, like I was thinking about this, right? So I would, I would think that mm. there's nothing about a man that arouses me, right? There's nothing about men that makes me feel like, you know, I'm curious to what sex would be like with a man, right? I have zero, you know what I'm saying, interest, right? Um, But with women, like when I see women, all types of different women, like I imagine, you know, being with them. I want to be close to them. I want to touch them, feel them. You know what I'm saying? And then I I could see men and be like, yo, that's a nice looking brother. Like he keep himself up. He in the gym. You know what I mean? He's a nice looking dude. I could say that confidently and not feel like I want to be with him in any type of way. So Uh with that being said, you know, there's things that arouses me sexually. You know what I'm saying? And it's just typically real basic. I see some I see a woman with a nice, I see, you know, the softness of a woman, the scent of a woman, all of those things do enough for me, for me to feel good sexually. So I'm not asking women to do anything that, you know what I'm saying? But with that being said, I understand where if I did want to, I should be able to interact sexually with my woman how I want and then not be viewed as gay because if it's not with the man, then it's not gay. Hey yo, what the f? This is a pallet right here. 